When should you bring private investors into your small business? Hey there, everyone. It's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, and financing small and medium-sized businesses. This week, after reading several different questions and comments that people had left on YouTube, I'm making a video about when is the right time to bring a private investor into your deal. Now, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I put out a video about all the different ways that you can put investment into a small business. And so then the question is, when do you go looking for a private investor to, to be a part of your business deal, whether to buy a business or what, maybe you have one right now and you want to bring investment money in for one reason or another. We're going to explore this today. So let me tell you a story though. Um, about 10 years ago, I was a member of a mastermind group and we used to do an annual retreat and it was like a cabin in the forest by a lake. It was very pretty. And there were about a dozen of us in the group. And one of the people brought along a copy of Richard Kiyosaki's game, Cashflow. And I don't know if you've ever played the game, but the whole idea is that it's, it's kind of like the game of life, if you remember that one, where you have income and you have to pay your rent and stuff like this. And, and you're caught in what is called the rat race, which is you just, you're living your life, you're living your life, you're living your life. And you've got to start making investments. And I believe the goal is to get your... Uh, passive income to match your your expenses in life so that you don't have to go to work anymore. And then you get into like the big game, the big wheel where you're making money. And I was playing the game and I like to think of myself as a smart guy, but I just kept spinning around that wheel, spinning around that wheel, spinning around that wheel. And the guy who was the owner of the game uh, very quickly made a few deals involving other people and got himself out of that rat race circle. And afterwards, I'm like, what, 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 what is the secret to this game? And he said, it's almost impossible to get out of the rat race unless you make deals with other players so that you can do more and use other people's money to help lift you up out of, out of the rat race. And, and it was a big revelation for me because a lot of the times I've seen people who get frustrated when they're trying to do a business deal and the bank will only lend so much and maybe the seller will only finance a certain degree or maybe they won't and they end up in this place where they're they're just that far from from having a deal come together and then the whole thing falls apart and the opportunity is lost because they just needed you know a little bit more to get the deal done so where can that little bit more come from sometimes well it can come from someone we know and they can make a deal to invest in our business or invest in our deal or, or what have you. There's all kinds of different ways it can happen, like I refer, referred to in that other video. But here's what I want people to start thinking about. You need to stop thinking about each deal that you're going to do and whether or not you need an investor. And you need to start thinking about your path through life as the career of an entrepreneur. And if you're going to have a career as an entrepreneur, one of the resources that you may want to develop, because it can be certainly very handy, is developing the ability to, to get private investors. And it's not something that happens at the 11th hour when you find out from a banker that you're $10,000 short. It's something that you work on like any other skill and you develop it over the course of time. So if you go way back in some of my videos here on this YouTube channel, there's uh, one case where I talk about, um, well, it's actually in the book Invest Local that I wrote in 2014. I describe a deal where I made a mortgage on a mini home 
And then I went and used my mortgage document, my, my lien, my piece of paper as collateral to then borrow from an investor. And I was lending to the woman who bought the mini home at 18%. And I was borrowing from the investor, I think at eight or 9%. And so I was, I was getting the spread between those two interest rates and it allowed me to boost the rate of return on the amount of money that I had left in the deal. So that deal worked out great. And then later, there's another video I made called Mini Storage Mess, where I talk about a failed attempt to build a mini storage business. One of the investors that I put together for that deal was the same fella, right? Because he had done a deal with me and had earned a great rate of return. And so when I came knocking again, he was more than happy to spend time talking with me about the new proposal. And so this is what I'm talking about is, is you... You want to create opportunities so you can start to develop relationships with people who could potentially come back and keep doing deals with you, or at least become references for other people down the line. So that you can say, you know, other people have done deals with me too, and they've always ended up doing well. So that brings me back to the, to the question of when should you be looking for private investors in your small business dealings? And my opinion is, is that you should be looking for private investors in your small business whenever you have an opportunity for a sure thing. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm talking about the deals that are in my book, Invest Local. So for example, um, if you were gonna go and buy a piece of equipment for your business and the bank or the leasing company are more than happy to do that deal, you should be looking for a private investor to do the deal instead because you've got an opportunity for them to have to lend you money or lease you a piece of equipment with physical collateral that they can take. If anything goes wrong in your business, they have more than one exit plan. They can take the piece of equipment, they can sell it, et cetera. It's a, if it's a bankable deal, then that's a deal that someone is going to be interested in doing. I guarantee you, because instead of paying a bank six or seven or 8% interest or a leasing company, 15% interest, if you offered half that yield to a private investor, who's looking at deposit rates at a bank of 1%, they're going to be excited about earning five times the rate of return they can earn at the bank. And they're going to see that it's, it's safe because of this collateral. So these are the kinds of things that you do to start building that reputation as a person who's the wheeler dealer who makes deals and who gives people their money back. And this is the key is that not only do you have to be able to convince people that they should lend you their money or invest in your business, you have to demonstrate that you can be a good steward of that money and you're going to give it back to them with their rate of return. And then you can go knock on that door again down the road. Again, think of it as a career of being an entrepreneur. So if you're enjoying this video, don't forget to hit the like button. It really does help. And um, it would be a big favor to me if you would share some of the videos on other platforms like Facebook or Twitter, if you've got friends that are interested in business stuff. So, um, so now if you're looking at your own business and you're looking at your own business deals for ways that you can make these sure thing investments for other people, what I've found is that it starts to change your attitude and your mindset. Because if you're worried about how you're going to treat other people's money, you start to then become infected with a similar concern for your own money, which may sound silly, but let me tell you, over the course of the years, I've met so many entrepreneurs who are so uh, exuberantly, buoyantly optimistic that they never stop to really consider the true risks around anything they were doing with their own money. And that's not a good way to be successful in business. You need to be always be thinking about 
what might happen, what would happen if this happens, what's the worst case scenario, et cetera. And I find that it's a lot easier for some people to do that when they're thinking about another person's money. You know, what if this was my mother's money? What if this was my brother's money, my cousin's money, the friendly neighbor down the street? Would I be doing this move if it was their money? And, and so it can give you a better frame of perspective with respect to risk. So here's the other thing too, is that you don't want to be reactionary. So I mentioned earlier, you know, you don't want to knock on someone's door at the 11th hour when you realize you're $10,000 short on a deal. The ideal situation is that you don't need to have investors money, but that you take advantage of it to boost the rate of return on your own money that's left in a deal. So ideally, you buy a business with your own resources, then look for ways to bring investors in. Or you have a business that you own right now, for example. Sorry, it's not COVID. Um, you have a business that you own right now and you look for ways to get private investors into your business so that you can build up your war chest to go make an acquisition, for example. So um, I have seen so many people try to do deals where they'll, they'll, they'll find the deal, then they'll go looking for the investor and then they don't have enough time or because they're in that needy position, think of the people on, on Dragon's Den or Shark Tank. They're in this position where they need the funds. Those sharks take advantage of that. They, they push, push, push to make the best deal that they can. If you have the resources to buy a business on your own and then go looking for an investor, you're now in the driver's seat. If you don't need the money, it means you get to dictate the terms. And if they're looking for things you're not comfortable with, you can just say no. So another example would be um, one of my good friends who in one of his restaurant deals bought a restaurant using his own resources, using a bank loan, his own money. After he bought the restaurant, he went through a period of getting management under control and things stabilized. Then he went and sold preferred shares to an investor for a specified dividend yield. And what it allowed him to do was take half of his own cash out of the deal. So the yield he was earning on his own money, sorry, went way up. That's the kind of position you want to be in. And now that other investor is getting the dividends every year. They have some kind of buyback arrangement. I'm not sure what the details are, but that positive investing experience is going to lead that investor to want to do more deals with him in the future. Because even though he's paying that investor a lower rate than what he's enjoying as the main operating partner, the investor is earning far more money, sorry, than he would ever earn if uh, he was investing like at the bank or something like that. And just uh, just to wrap things up at the very end, I want to remind people of Warren Buffett's number one rule, which is never to lose money. And so if we're thinking about other people's money in our deals, if we're thinking about being responsible and being a good steward for investors' money within our businesses, it, it's going to bring us back to that Warren Buffett rule. We're going to start to have a greater respect for risk and we're going we're gonna to start to look for ways to try to achieve things without exposing ourselves to risk. And believe me, when people don't have money or they don't want to risk money, they can become truly resourceful. And so I'd love to hear about your experiences with having private investors involved in your deals. Just head down below in the comments, tell me your story. And, um, and you know maybe some of the comments down below will end up becoming another video next time. And with that, we'll say, see you later. I love you very much. And I hope you're enjoying winter. 
stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.